position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course features, you know, like, kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode 97. Oh my god, coming up to 100 is so fast, and the thing I'm planning for 100 is so far away. Anyway, episode 97 being recorded for you on this glorious Saturday morning, uh, September 3rd, 2016. 2016, or, you know, you like I, my sequel, you know, time day formats, they matter. Uh, 2016, 0903, at 8.14 a.m. Pacific time, um got a lot of stuff uh, for you this week, so let's get straight to our top stories. Um, first of all, uh, this is our last episode before, uh, after our, uh, after the infamous one, you prick, broke our entire machine. Oh, what's that, Ivor? Crack engineer Ivor Molina, over there in the booth, he says hi, but more importantly, has reminded me of the essential. Pour the whiskey, drink the whiskey. Yes, episode 97. Cheers! Whiskey. What powers the non-insanity? Mm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. So after um conferring with the infamous one, you prick. Uh 
about podcast matters podcasting and Linux and gaming and stuff is super fun talk. Unfortunately, he also decided at that moment to unleash his nano army to completely destroy my computer, which really sucked for two of the three days out of this week. Um, not having a computer as I tried to, you know, fix it and eventually finally did fix it. Complicated shit. For those of you who really would like a very brief summation of one of the many manifold problems that occurred, um, a disc that is dying, inconceivable, considering that it's only nine months old, disc that is dying, causing corruption, causing bad blocks to be written, compounded by this fun fact. Did you know that UEFI, EFI is in UEFI? <laughs> the source of so many problems in my life have been UEFI and EFI. It's a pointless technology. Anyway, but it's here and it's, it's now the standard. Did you know that depending on the manufacturer of your hard drive, that the actual EFI entry, the EFI entry for your drive or for your partitions, may be actually not written to anything that's real, it might actually be written to NVRAM on the actual drive itself. The only way and that NVRAM gets gets depopulated if it can't if that drive can't be detected and start up. Does has nothing to do with your BIOS. It's just like no way to control this in most BIOSes I've seen. And it there really wouldn't be. So it depopulates itself and then you can't ever get that drive back. Really complicated. The best way of doing it is the way that I've been doing it since I built this system. And I had no idea why I was doing this and why it worked or whatever. It was just crazy voodoo. Um, the best way of doing it is cold booting several times to wake that disk back up. So it's like, I don't have a fucking entry. Why am I not here? And that means letting the boot process fail numerous times. Maybe, maybe, depending on the amount of corruption. See, this was very complicated shit. That is one of the craziest things that I've ever learned that actually fixed a real problem that I've been having. And VRAM on your actual drive may be controlling whether or not your drive is seen as bootable. And the way to get that back is cold booting several times. What the fuck? I thought this was the 21st century. Jesus Christ, right, Ivor? That's right. So anyway, so now this is the last episode being recorded because now that we've, you know, gotten everything back up and running, we've decided this is a golden opportunity to really try some experimental shit, meaning we're upgrading to Mint 18, which is basically the equivalent of nuking everything that we have, um, apart from, you know, our ZFS array, which we are kind of contemplating moving moving our home partition to we're going to see how feasible that is and if just how terrible an idea it is because ZFS has saved our asses this week in separate ways unrelated to the damage caused by the infamous one so the moral of the story do not talk to the infamous one and hopefully we will be back next week hopefully oh god but so that we're upgrading to mint 18 there you go that involves reinstalling everything basically from the ground up uh it's the best way of doing it um, you know, I'm not changing my ZFS array or anything like that, but I, you know, we're redoing the operating system, which means redoing every bit of customization, blah, but it does have better support for multiple monitors, so I cannot avoid it. And no, don't worry. Most of this episode has been 
recorded into little nuggets, so this is not going to be a thousand year long episode like last week. Right, Ivor? Ivor Molina right there, asleep at the switch. Uh, you fucking useless piece of shit. He's going to protect us. So, speaking of the damage that we're about to do, <laughs> intentionally to our computer, we have two videos of the week this week. One corresponds with our with the Steam shoot'em up sale, which we'll talk more about in a moment. Weekend sale. It is our Reign of Bullets. That's our official video of the week for episode ninety seven. Uh, also known as the Delandra video. Delandra, da 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 Delandra. She loves us. Oh yes, she does. So yes, she does. She's my real new girlfriend. So okay, so that's we have the Delandra video, which uh. It's actually about Reign of Bullets, R-E-I-G-N of Bullets, which is on sale right now during the uh, Steam uh, shoot-em-up sale, but that's the only mention of it that we're going to give. And then we also have another um, video of the week, which is a metaphor for everything that we're about to do to our system. Second video of the week is also for episode 97. It's called Starbound's Worst Village Ever as a metaphor. Remember, kids, Remember the peas. Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> Only you can prevent catastrophe. Use planning. So anyway, and in and in that village, we take a look at uh, some some uh, programmatically generated uh, village uh, that was uh, <laughs> oh had the misfortune of being uh, spawned on a fiery star. Uh, on a lava planet orbiting a fiery star. It's a fiery solar system. Uh, and on a lava planet, and the entire village is made out of wood. We, we hit some wacky, unpredictable results, just like the Bush administration. What an adventure! Let's start our village here. So, so that, that, that's presented as a metaphor for what might be happening throughout the week as you listen to this episode to us as we, uh, undertake this bold new effort. Um, and finally, uh, our Steam weekend, the Steam weekend sale this week is themed around shoot 'em ups. So, in an effort to, you know, as a public service, um, we've consolidated the deals into our feature surrounding that sale. And then on top of that, we have like a review that is kind of not a review because, like, you know, we didn't really explore every aspect of the game, but. I, and we're not going to anymore, but I did buy this game, Tadpole Treble. T-A-D-P-O-L-E Treble. Um, which is um ostensibly it doesn't build itself as like a music learning software for children, but that's kind of like the approach. It looks like it. So I wanted to talk about some of the problems that I played it like one time, I gave it one chance. The only reason why I'm not going to return it is that it runs fine on Linux. And if it runs fine on Linux, it's probably not going to be returned by me. So I have a review about that, uh, just, just as a public service to parents who are interested in, uh, helping their younger kids learn music theory by, 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 uh, the avenue of video games as a learning tool. So with all of that out of the way, that, of course, Ivor, what does that bring us to? I've wake the fuck up, Ivor. God damn it. He hasn't had any whiskey. No excuse. What does that bring us to Ivor? That's right. Oh, look at Ivor. Johnny on the spot. I was a North American fall worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So, our new and noteworthy, which is shorter than usual, but that's okay. 
there are a bunch of titles that actually got eliminated from our new and noteworthy because I decided that I want to actually do larger features about them. And, you know, I always do the new and noteworthy within like 48 hours of the show going out. I try to keep it that tight because otherwise, how do you know if it's new? And then how the fuck do you know if it's noteworthy? So it's that, that dangerous gray area in between something that I've played and known. But our first title. I love the music. It is is Curse, C-U-R-S-E, which is a game that I bought in spite of the fact that it's supposed to be terrifying. Curse builds itself, it came out September 1st, 2016, builds itself as a contextual horror game that throws the player into the world of paranormal investigations. And uh, the, the initial video for it Looks like you're in a moody atmospheric. I know those two words need to never go together ever again in all of game journalism or game description. Uh, but it looks moody and atmospheric. Uh, old mansion, lots of shadows, flashlight scariness, horror, scary adventure, indie horror, great soundtrack. Those are the tags that have been used to find. And so far, there have been no user reviews. I picked this up early this morning. So we'll see about curse, but it, 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 you know, the fact that there are no reviews for it, and the fact that it runs on Linux, and the fact that it has pretty graphics, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to try to give it one chance. I'm so scared! I'm scared already! I'm scared already and thinking about how I'm gonna have to play Curse! Oh god. Curse right now, through September 9th, is 15% off at $12.74. Don't worry if you miss it, because it's $14.99 if you want to be a uh, Debbie Doubter. <laughs> Not Debbie Doubter, but a Debbie Doubter. Not an early adopter. Part of the wise wise core of the species that hangs back and uh, waits for others to <laughs> to endure the carnage. Because um, it's like full price for a curse is something like 14 bucks, whatever. So it's like a dollar off. Up next... Wow, Ivor! I've evidently angered Ivor Molina. Oh, man, he's either too late or too early. Good job, Ivor. Thank you for deafening all of us, including our listening audience. Neurovoider. N-E-U-R-O-V-O-I-D-E-R. Futuristic twin-stick shooter RPG. It's got really intense fucking music that's mastered at a really, really, really high volume. Anyway, Neurovoider, here's what they have to say. It came out on August 31st. I bought it, um, and it's been in early access for a long time, and I've waited for it to come out of early access. I was not, I didn't give it, I have not given it that much of a try yet. Well, we'll see. But here's what they have to say about it. And so far, the reviews have been very positive, 126 reviews. Came out two days ago, August 31st, three days ago. Neurovoider is a twin-stick shooter RPG set in a cyber-futuristic world about brains shooting around evil robots with nuclear rocket launchers. Battle through the horde of vigilante robots, boost your character with the smoking remains of your victims, and defeat the master Neurovoider. So it's like an isometric um, row. It's very rogue. Uh, type of game. I I played it for like what, zero point one hours. I just played it to see if it would run on Linux. I was you know not that blown away, but a lot of other people really like it, and uh, I will be playing it more over the next weeks if I have a system. Uh, so blah, it's definitely new and noteworthy material. I've waited a long time for this game to come out, uh, and very positive. One hundred twenty six reviews. You know. 
Blah, that's that's definitely new and noteworthy material. And finally, in our new and noteworthy, another game that I bought, I bought this one this very morning, um, so I don't know if it's good or not, but it reminded me of uh, Banner Saga, Tahira, T-A- An abandoned world far from our own. Lies. thousand year struggle is drawing to a close. The battle for the sex toys. I don't know. The sex toys. For millions. Inhabited by thousands. What? Those streets echo with the betrayal of our people's soldier. And a young princess. Who is voiced by the same guy doing this voiceover. Yes, help me. That was confusing. Anyway, uh, so here's Tahira, Echoes of the Astral Empire. Uh came out August 31st, builds itself as a tactical turn-based RPG. Oh my god, those are... Those are other words that... I mean, unless they're absolutely descriptive of the game, then please... But it's okay for, like, their own copy. That's fine. Tactical turn-based RPG set in a world fall into a medieval dark age after the collapse of a spacefaring civilization. You must guide Tahira, the 20-year-old princess of Aviston, on the most challenging night of her life as she fights to save her people from the genocidal... Astral Empire. <laughs> With sex toys. I don't know why I keep inserting sex toys. Oh, into all sorts of things, but it's just force of habit. Tahira, Echoes of the Sex No, Echoes of the Astral Empire, which if you played or looked at the Banner Saga, which is a fabulous, fucking unbelievable game and is one of the most beautiful, uh, hand-drawn, um, Dom Bluth style looking motherfucking games ever for, uh, I played on Linux. Tahira looks a lot like that with, um, more heavy, he- with it more, I don't know, with like, uh, don't read, no, with, um, with, uh, he, here's, here's from their feature list in terms of like what these guys have to say about. It. This was the thing that really made me, uh, pop this to our new and noteworthy. Never fight the same battle twice. Tahira has no filler fights. Each encounter has been specifically designed to advance the story. Battles take place in large environments and feature multiple phases, ranging from the three-stage defense of a town to a desperate, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so that sounded really cool. Like, um, especially after the last two weeks where we've talked about games that have been story heavy, i.e. this is the police. Yeah, see? You know, where did, where did, hit me with it. Hit me with it, Ivor. Yeah, come on, hit me with it. Hit me with it. We mentioned, we, uh, I know, Ivor, we're running a little bit long, but hit me with it. We mentioned this is the police. Oh! Rock a by your face. Yeah, smart guy. That's right, blue eyes. With a, <laughs> with a Dixie melody. <laughs> Let me tell you something else, smart guy. When you croon, croon you better croon a tune. Don't get smart, you understand? Yeah, right. Just croon a tune. <laughs> better be eat. Straight from the heart. Better from the heart of Dixie. You're going to get a knuckle sandwich. That's right, yeah. Tough guy. Want to play tough? Anyway, uh, especially because last week um, our audio setup got fucked up. Who knows who could have been responsible for that? Anyway, uh, um, and so, once again, the genius that is. Sammy Davis Jr. Or that was, is, was Sammy Davis Jr. The immortal genius that is Sammy Davis Jr. Um, yeah, schmuck, right? So we were talking about, uh, games that are top heavy on the story, but have various problems in terms of actually 
top he- top heavy on the narrative, but problems with the gameplay. Which sadly, this is a plea. Anyway, go back and listen to those episodes. All seventeen hours of them combined. You know, it's a fucking epic. Uh, I'm hoping that Tahira might bring us a happier balance. So that's it for the new and noteworthy. Uh, we had Curse, Scary, <laughs> Neurovoider, N-E-U-R-O-V-O-I-D-E-R, and Tahira, which I think, right, Ivor? Ivor, see, I put Ivor in control of the rundown this week, and it's just, it's not working out like the rest of everything Ivor touches! Oh, more whiskey? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that brings us to, uh, what? Oh, yes. That brings us to our review. Tadpole! So this was pre-recorded, but, you know, blah. Tadpole treble. Um, and the one thing that I didn't really factor into blah, this little segment, was um, whether or not the things that I have a problem with in terms of the game, in terms of, like, as a music education thing, ever actually get resolved later on in the game, but I'm never going to revisit it, and I thought that I would... You're right, Ivor! You're right. I should just shut the fuck up. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So, okay, as a public service, um, because, like, you know, like I said, I love anything that uh, teaches, um, helps teach children music, uh, cause that's how I learned how to read music when I was actually way too old for the children's game that I found. Um, I was too old to become a pianist, and then I went on, after years of patient fucking practice, to compete in the World Championship all-time piano playing competition, but, uh, no one would give me lessons, cause I was too old, and so, it was only through video games that, uh, I found, oh, holy fuck, I actually can learn to read music, and I taught myself to play piano, and then finally they relented, and, accepted me as a student, but, so, Tadpole Trouble. You're gonna hear, um, a clip that we recorded previously. It was the first time I had ever opened the game. It's edited, but here's the thing. So, Tadpole Trouble presents you with, like, a little tadpole, little guy, little, little dude representing you, and it's got, um, a treble staff. Um, you know, the staff, not the clef, blah. Um, although I hope that there, I would hope just for fastidious, angry, pedantic uh, music tutor that I used to be, would hope that there's a treble staff, a treble clef at the beginning of the staff, but anyway so you got, you know, music staff the goal of the game is to avoid the actual notes that are allegedly going to be played as the melody although as you'll see, it begins playing you music that the the notes on the staff actually are secondary voices um, etc. that really aren't the melody. So as an ear training utility, it's not that great in that respect, but here's what I want you to listen for. Once I get the, f- so the, the, the music on the staff is scrolling at you and you know, you're, you're trying to dodge the notes, which sucks. I originally hoped that this was going to be, um, similar to one of the, uh, game modes, um, in the game that when I was 13 years old, uh, taught me to read music, which, you know, like it had like a whole instructional, um, type of game, and then it had uh, a drill type of game where it was combination ear training and pitch identification, and as it scrolled the notes at you, you had to type um, the note name, which is great. That's great for pitch identification. Um, 
It's good for reading. Uh, this might be of some limited utility for younger people uh, because what you're going to hear is eventually once I figure out like and none of the none of the pitches have note values like in terms of rhythmic note values. So once I, it took me a while to figure out like the the rhythm the tempo actually of the piece what I'm looking at you know blah even though there are arbitrary like bar lines that you know and there's no time scene. anyway. What I want you to listen for in this clip is for when I begin to start singing about a beat, maybe just under, just under, uh, three eighth notes ahead of the beat. I start sight singing what's on the staves. And that is kind of cool. So yeah, here we go. Let's roll the tape. I will roll the tape. Saxophone. Oh, baby, you're gonna die. Hang on a second. BC. Eh, you know what? Kind of sucks. There's no, uh, it's like tablature, so I can't. I can get some pictures, though. And there's no glissandos. It's the vibraphone melody. I'm not getting that melody either. Here we go. There we go. So as you can see, it's of limited utility, um, but for very young um, players, it might be a good introduction to reading music. It's a fun little game. It's very cute and it's very colorful, but um, it's not even... See, the game that I got when I was 13 was designed literally for little, 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 little kids of the era. And to give you an idea of how old I am, uh, I, that was 1993. 
and it was a Windows 3.x game. Um, but it happened to be at Costco and, uh, it happened to be really cheap and it was brand new more or less at the time. I can't remember the name of it, but if you want some serious and that, ga- that game actually taught you rigorously pitch identification. Um, it really taught you how to read music and it had treble and bass clef, did not have movable clefs. It wasn't like, you know, designed for a teenager, but it was designed for what at that time it thought was an acceptable, like, you know, difficulty level for maybe a, uh, maybe a f- very precocious four to like maybe six years old, probably 10 years old was probably the intended sweet spot. <laughs> anyway. So when I say rigorous, I don't mean like, you know, crazy hard, but I do mean like it actually taught, it actually helped you to get better at whatever instrument you want to learn. Um, in the sense that it taught you to read music. Uh, if you're looking for something very, very serious that, um, at least was used at the college level for me, uh, it's not pitch identification, but it does do what Tadpole Treble does and does, does it more rigorously, uh, you can, uh, invest the hundred some odd bucks and run it via wine, McGamut, M-A-C, uh, G-A-M-U-T. And I, I know that that's not a Linux title. Uh, it's a Windows title, but in the field of university level, um, academic, uh, you know, ear training to the part where, to the point where after, you know, two years of it, not only are you rigorously tested in, uh, it's not a game. It's a, it's a, it's a testing, um, and, uh, tra- ear training, uh, development, uh, program. Um, after two years of it, yeah, sure. You can sight sing the third voice in a four part harmony as you sight read it. Um, solo. That was my final, uh, one of my finals. Uh, and you can sight sing w- with, you know, three other guys in four part harmony. Um, and you can uh pitch identification in terms of interval identification uh for uh transcription by ear so that what you hear you're more easily able to actually write out um all of those facilities are trained rigorously in McGamut and so I don't feel any uh shame or compunction for mentioning it here even though it is a windows application it is a limited field and uh McGamut generates reports. In fact, we were graded on our reports. Uh, we had to progress to certain levels, uh, bi-weekly. You know, this was like theory one through theory three, I want to say. Theory four, we were already into the 20th century, so blah. But McGamut, uh, realistically, without having, uh, a tutor who is there to constantly play you ear training drills and who is creative enough to constantly vary them. Um, you're not going to get any sort of realistic feedback. Anyway, so bottom line with tadpole trouble might be useful for very, very little kids to get into the concept of reading music. So there we go. Um, but it's really of limited utility if you want, if, if you're hoping to find a game, especially for Linux, that will help them build legitimate facility um and it's especially bad not bad it's especially deficient in my opinion actually it's not just my opinion it's like a fact it's especially deficient in that it switches the voices of the melodies that it's playing so that if you were trying to like reassemble like you know what you were what you just heard or what you're hearing uh based only on the information that's presented to you, i.e. the music that's playing and then the pitches that are shown, they don't match up one-to-one all the time. So that would be 
very confusing. And especially in that it chooses secondary voices. There's no indication of when it's switching voices. They all, it all looks the same, you know, blah. So it could possibly do more damage than good. You know, blah. Don't approach this as if it's going to teach your kid how to read music or even how to sight sing. It might get them comfortable with staring at a staff. So that's Tadpole Trouble. So yes, instead of our normal weekly deals section, we, uh, according to the Steam sale, their weekend uh, sale, their shoot 'em up sale, their shmup sale, which if you want, you can actually uh, go to uh, uh, ooh boy, you Guyvor, you bastard! This is the only thing we were supposed to prepare for! Why did you fail me? Ah, store.steampower.com forward, sorry, Ivor, forward slash sale, forward slash shmup, S-H-M-U-P. And that shows you everything, but if you scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on see more shoot 'em up games, you're able to, uh, segment it all out by, uh, by, uh, operating system. So, you know, you just go down to, uh, Narrow by OS and click on Steam OS plus Linux. Allow me to introduce to you our personal picks. Well, my personal picks. Ivor had nothing to do with this. Although he did, uh, he did laugh at me while I was trying to sort through this endless number. There are a hundred games in this sale. Out of those hundred games, uh, I don't know how many of them are available for Linux because there is no, it doesn't tell me and I, I'm not going to count because but there are four pages of... Okay, so there are at least... Oh, there are 86 games out of that. I don't know. But those... Not necessarily those games are available on the same... Anyway, what I'm trying to say is it's a big, commu- confusing fucking mess. I'm going to help you by giving you my fucking picks. Here's the criteria that I, I had while selecting these picks. One, it has to be a big, explodey, giant, awesome, fucking, catastrophiter, awesomeness thing. Lots of explodey, lots of moving, lots of shooting. Two, uh, has to be, uh, you know, like a, a side scroller or a top down, you know, blah, sh- space shooter with the exception of one game. Three, they have to be like exceptional deals. And also good games. Four also has to be good games. And five, um, I, I, I eliminated anything that even smacked of rogueness from this. So there's no games in here. Like, uh, Enter the Gungeon, which is, you know, available for 40% off at $8.99 for this weekend. Enter the Gungeon is not on this list. The only game that, do- on this list that does not meet all of my criteria is actually the next Penelope. N-E-X-T-P-E-N-E-L-O-P-E or as they say at Club Dead Penelope um, the next Penelope is a uh, updated take on uh, F-Zero it's a top down, it's not a shooter it's a racing game but it very much is frenetic and there very much is explodey stuff and it's a very good game it's hard to get running on Linux but uh, it still made the list so without further ado, here we go First off, we have at position number six, Void Invaders. And Void Invaders made this list 
basically because it's it's a big shooty um, love letter to uh, as they say the good old days of arcade machines. Um, it's like a big mashup of like Space Invaders and Galaga um, and blah. But even more importantly, right now during the sale, it's eighty three percent off. 50 cents so that means it's really cheap that was another thing that we kind of wanted to go for in this list but we kind of got away from it just because you know some titles of profound quality that very rarely go on sale are available so that would be Void Invaders V-O-I-D-I-N-V-A-D-E-R-S um 83% off 50 cents if you're gonna buy anything on Steam then just add that to your fucking cart as well because I mean it's 50 cents it's less than the fucking tax. So, that's Void Invaders. Number five, the aforementioned uh, Next Penelope. The Next Penelope. Penelope! Penelope! The Next Penelope, which brings... It's it's tricky to get running on Linux, but I've done it. I've done it across two different systems. Uh, here's the thing. Next Penelope is, is a modernization of a two-dimensional take Um top down on F-Zero so it's not even the comparison with F-Zero is kind of unfair it's a big newer game developed by a great guy, great independent developer who I don't know personally, I don't know anyone personally if I knew someone personally I would tell you but anyway, what I'm trying to say here is, to get the next Penelope to run try to run it if in your friends list it says that you're running the next Penelope Penelope, I I gotta stop saying that because otherwise you're never gonna be able to find it if it says that you're running the next Penelope, let it try to run for 10 minutes, maybe even 15 minutes. Let it run for literally like uh, three to five times as long as you can imagine the longest amount of time you would wait for a game to try to run. After like 15 minutes, if it's not running, open a terminal, do top, or you could do PS uh, hyphen E uh, pipe grep uh, NW or if you're not hip with you know my freaky command line lingo um, that would be you know uh, PSE you know identify process by name you know blah and then just grep for top uh, just grep for NW NW is the name of the process that's going to be running that's next Penelope I don't know why it's called NW instead of next Penelope kill that process so if you're in top you press Q and then kill uh, space hyphen nine um, space uh, you know whatever the process number for NW was then totally close down Steam and reboot your machine then after your machine reboots open Steam again I know this is ridiculous but it's the only way I got it to work and I'm not even sure if I'm remembering this exactly correctly uh, but it's pretty close. It's some it's some variant of this. And these if you follow these steps, it'll get you pointed in the right direction at first. And if anyone's obsessed with this, hit me up on Twitter at Vegas Writer, V-E-G-A-S-W-R-I-T-E-R, or message me on Steam, Skooky Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Um, so then after you reboot it, restart, you know, start Steam up again. Then Right-click on the next Penelope in your uh, library list. Go in Properties to Local Files. Browse Local Files. Then open NW from in there. Also let that run. Try to run for about 15 minutes. It takes so long for this fucking thing to run when it's actually ready to run. 
that it blew my mind. I had forgotten that I had tried to run it. It took like literally 30 minutes before it finally got its shit together. Um, and then after it runs the first time, you should be fine. It should take no no time to run ever again just by clicking on the play button from within Steam. Failing that, if none of that works, one of the first ways I got it to run was by streaming it from another one of my Linux machines, not from a Windows machine, but another one from another one of my Linda, from another one of my Linux machines. I don't have Windows machines. I have one bastard child that runs my studio that not this studio not i record everything on linux um but i have i you know i'm a musician too and so i i had to anyway my sequencing software and everything is completely non-compatible with windows and you can't run it in a virtual virtual machine because usb which i'm for you know midi and stuff like that requires absolutely right in sync um usb and that has never never happened yet so far um, so it's been impossible. And even that would still be a compromise. So it's much better for me to just have machines that run Linux and then have the one little bastard machine. Anyway, so if you have a second machine, install Steam on that second machine. Connect it to your network, of course. Then install Next Penelope on that machine. Then on the machine that you actually want to run Next Penelope on, stream it one time from the machine that has Next Penelope on it. And it should run. Uh, and then it should run subsequently without having to stream from the other machine subsequent. Well, I would not go through all of this babble, even if it might be completely incorrect. The process that you have to do is something like that, and it is crazy how long it needs to run. Um, the first time, it may never run. But the second time you do it, if you follow those instructions, it should run within like 30 minutes, and it'll scare the shit out of you. It's a great game. Worth those extra steps. So, that's... That's the next Penelope. That was our number five. Um, oh yeah, I'm sorry. The next Penelope, which is I'm so oh god damn it, I'm, I'm sorry. Next Penelope is seventy five percent off at three dollars and twenty four cents. So totally worth it, and it's even kind of worth the pain in the ass it is to get it running on Linux. It's a fucking awesome game. Super super fun. Super fun. It's like retro in all the best senses of the word. Like you know, yeah, it's reminiscent. But it's like a totally new game that will make you think of other games. It's just critical, shitty critical shorthand to say that it's F-Zero updated. Because it's really got nothing in common with F-Zero. So, that's next Penelope. Number four. Now we're getting into, because, you know, they're, now we're getting into, like, the seriously good, 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 good games. Number four also happens to be one of the best games available on this list. By the way, that's why, that's where we've ranked them uh, in ascending order of awesomeness. Number four, Cider Arcade. S-Y-D-E-R-A-R-C-A-D-E. This actually, I kind of wanted to make it higher in the list, but in, if someone didn't actually listen to the entire list, this is probably the game that I think that everyone on Earth should totally buy. Because Cider Arcade is one of those games that you very rarely goes on sale. If it does go on sale, other games are on sale alongside of it that probably make it so that you don't actually pick up Cider Arcade. And Cider Arcade at full price is still kind of expensive. Right now, it's 80% off at $1.99. Cider Arcade is like a cross between Defender um, if you remember the old arcade classic Defender, which allowed you to actually switch the direction in which you were flying at will from left or right, had both directions. You could just totally switch it at will. You could turn your ship around and fly all the way. Um, I presented you with a radar and stuff. 
you don't get to save little pathetic human beings who it took you like the first five years of your developmental formative years in early life to realize that you're supposed to save them instead of destroying them which once you figure that out it makes getting a high score a lot more possible but anyway it does have super mind bending eye melting action super awesome shooter cider arcade s-y-d-e-r 80% off $1.99 now now okay so that was that was number three cider arcade oh boy it's super fun and it is unbelievable value at $1.99 looks awesome super game actually it's a super game Especially if you're like a hardcore addict of uh, space shooters. Beautiful fucking graphics. It's Fabo game. Fabo game. Cider Arcade. Then number two. Speaking of beautiful graphics, Fabo game. Hey, you know, it's Fabo to the Ulus. That's what I'm talking about, mate. I'm talking about Jets and Guns Go, mate. J-E-T-S hyphen apostrophe N apostrophe Guns. Guns, motherfucker. Gold as in a fucking AU. No astronomical unit as a fucking metal. It's an element. Look it up. Jets and Guns Gold. One of the best games I've ever played on Steam. Side-scrolling shooter. Space shooter. The likes of which you've never played before. Upgrade your ship. Super difficult. Super fun. Super hilarious. Unbelievable polish. Um, I can't remember the name of the actual development team, but it's something like Hidden Rake. As in like a rake, a rusty rake. It's all tetanus. It's hiding up there in the tall grass. And you'll know it when it hits you in the fucking face, mate. You want, you know, there are one or two ways you can play Jets of Guns Gold. You can buy the fucking game like we're trying to tell you here. Or my friend here is going to throw your fucking head out the window. Jets and Guns Gold. <laughs> if you do not own this game and you, you run Linux and you purport to like shooters I got real sad news for you you're a poser mate you're a fucking poser look at you Jets and Guns Gold absolutely fabo to the Yulas. I don't know what any of that had to do with a British accent but it is 60% off now through the end of the weekend at $2.79 I'm telling you jump on that fucking rusty rig with both feet mate Fucking tennis shots for all! <laughs> yeah, mate! Okay, so now that I've lost my mind, Jetson Guns Gold, our number one pick for the game that you must buy for your GNU slash Linux box, as Stallman would say, the number one shooter that you should buy right now for your Linux box if you do not already have it. Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions Evolved The sequel to one of my favorite games ever made ever for any system ever It's easily in my top 50 It's kind of kind of a cinch to say it's in my top 30 I, I'm very strongly leaning to say that it's in my top 20 but I don't have a top 20 list of games ever made That's how good this game is a sequel to. It's not quite as good as the game as its predecessor, Geometry Wars 2 Retro Evolved, but that is not available for Linux. Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions Evolved, which takes the game into the third dimension, meaning that you are now orbiting instead of around... You're now, you know, the play field is now instead of the square that it was. It's just a square, static square. Actually, kind of 
a rectangle on the side of your screen. Um, and retro Geometry Wars, right? True Retro Evolved was. Well, Geometry Wars 3, Dimensions Evolved, would take that same level and make it a cube, meaning it has six sides instead of one dimension. Um, it is awesome. It is totally worth full price. It's in fact, I think that's the verdict that I reached in an in a review from one of the early early days of this podcast. Anyway, now, right now, through the rest of the Steam Shoot 'em Up sale, which ends on Monday at 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, Pacific Standard Time, my time, my kind of time. Chicago is. Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions Evolved is seven dollars and forty nine cents for a. It, it's a fairly new game. It came out. Oh wow. Came out November 25th, 2014, and I've been doing the podcast since. That's crazy when you start to real. Okay, anyway, two years is a much smaller number than seeing 2014. Um, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> totally worth it. It's a it's a newer game, very very pretty game. Uh, you know, I ran it on a laptop. It didn't tax the hardware on that laptop, but then again, that laptop was an Aces Republic Gamer, you know, blah, 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 top of the line, like $2,500 laptop, but anyway, it shouldn't tax your hardware that badly to the point where it's not playable. If you have anything resembling a modern computer, it's gonna be a shooter experience you'll remember for the rest of your life. Geometry Wars 3, Dimensions Evolved. 50% off, $7.49. So to recap, just real fast, we had Void Invaders, which is 50 cents. That's 50 cents. Like the rapper. Five, the next Penelope, not Penelope. God damn it. You, n- no one expects a fun police. The next Penelope, top down, two dimensional, hyper awesome racer. Next Penelope. Difficult to get running on Linux. If you don't want to fuck around with it, definitely do not buy it. Uh, cause it's gonna take some, it's gonna take some massaging to get running under Linux. Next Penelope, 75% off, $3.24. It's worth the massaging though, if you think you have the time to actually, you know, tinker with it. Oh god. Don't. No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna quote Uncle Lou. I hate that fucking Poser sellout! Fucking twisted ancient fuck! Anyway, it's the first time I've ever referred, used the word tinker in reference to Linux because of that fucking clip. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then good. Good. If Chris Fisher were here right now, he would pop it on the soundboard because he loves to torture me with Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou fucking went to the dark side. Hardcore! But anyway... Next Penelope, 75% off, $3.24. Then we had Cetasius. Oh, I'm sorry, we skipped Cetasius. S-A-T-A-Z-I-U-S. Cetasius, which should have been there before Cider Arcade. Cetasius is your typical side-scrolling space shooter. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, that's a lie. Because in Cetasius, you get to configure every single one of your weapon systems before you start uh, beautiful Blastem Fest that's very, very challenging. We're talking like eight different weapon systems, like front, from vertical, blah, 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 blah. You get to configure all of them. It's super fucking cool. Um, and then, uh, then of course we had Cider Arcade. Um, oh yeah, Cetasius is 50% off at $2.99. Sorry, this is getting out of control, Ivor. This is what we, this is what happens when Ivor's in control of the rundown. Uh, then we had Cider Arcade, um, 
80% off $1.99, then Jets and Guns Gold, um, 60% off $2.79, and then Geometry Wars 3, uh, Dimensions evolved at, uh, the bargain bargain price of 80% off at $7.49. There you go. That's your guide to the shoot 'em ups available for Steam this, this, uh, weekend. Check them out. You're gonna love, you can't really go wrong with any one of those games, uh, after, yeah, after next Penelope, you're like, so from Cetasius down, those four games, yeah, I mean, you have to not like video games to not like those games. So, that, that's it for, uh, this week's episode of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully we will be here again next week. Oh God, wish me luck as we nuke our system and, uh, get down with the sickness of Mint 18 and try to reinstall everything. Oh my goodness. With novel repartitioning decisions and, uh, technical explorations and stuff. Because remember kids, in the mortal words of the great Alan Jude, the man who has yet to ever be wrong about anything, which hurts him. But he's there. He's like the sentinel for all of us. He's there to prevent that bad information from from skipping by and infiltrating the rest of the community because there's nothing worse than the wrong. There's nothing worse than an answer that's wrong. The only thing worse is an answer that everyone believes is right that is also wrong. It, pro- it propagates. Anyway, in the immortal words of the great Alan Jude, the man himself. There is nothing more permanent than a temporary solution. Well, we are working towards a more perfect union, a more temporary solution. So, wish us luck. I will catch you hopefully next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.